from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. Greetings all, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the news for week commencing June the 2nd, 2019. And the radio industry has welcomed the appointment of Paul Fletcher as the new Federal Minister for Communications, Cyber Safety and the Arts in the Morrison Government. The previous minister, Mitch Fifield, has been appointed Australia's ambassador to the United Nations. In a report in radioinfo.com.au, it said in his career he has served as Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister for Communications, held a senior executive role at Optus, established a consulting firm servicing the communication sector, and has even written a book about broadband. Our new Federal Minister, Paul Fletcher. Sapira Radio selected by Horizon Rail. Horizon Rail has contracted Sapira's partner, Radlink Communications, to supply radios for its rail network. Horizon moves coal, iron ore, agricultural freight and more across Australia daily and needed to improve the communication across its vast rail system. It's purchased 1,200 Sapira SC20 handheld portables and 1,800 SRG3900 mobile terminals to be used across the network. The SRGs will be installed across the train fleet to maintain communications along the entire network. The new radio network is due to be operational this year and will use Tetra technology, encompassing 79 sites across rail stretching a total of 2,670 kilometres. The network will link 50 coal mines and four major ports throughout central Queensland. Now, what is the WIA asking of ACMA? Let's recap on last week's item by VK2ZRH. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. From the Spectrum Strategy Committee, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, released a document setting out the work that it plans to do in spectrum management from now through to 2023. Called the Five-Year Spectrum Outlook 2019-23, the 71-page document is what the authority calls a consultation draft, that is... The WIA has submitted a detailed response to the ACMA's draft work plan covering all key topics of interest to the Australian amateur radio community, which include advancing access to the 5.3 MHz or 60 metre band allocation. After talks with the Defence Department, the WIA has submitted a proposal to provide some limited access that avoids or mitigates interference to incumbent services amateur licence tenure and fees framework based on models used in other countries where amateurs have low fees and long licence tenure. The WIA reiterated that the radio amateur community requires individual licences bearing a unique call sign, certainty of licence tenure, an equitable framework of transaction costs, that is, fees, certain and continuing access to frequency bands throughout the radio frequency spectrum and continued participation and representation in spectrum management processes. For those interested in the 70 meg band, the Institute has put forward a proposal to enable conducting experiments through the use of scientific licences obtained by the Institute, which then authorises individual amateurs to conduct experiments. In the proposal on licence conditions submitted to the ACMA in 2018, the WIA suggested an allocation at 70 to 70.5 MHz, 
which is congruent with allocations in Region 1. Check out the WIA's response to the ACMA's latest work plan on Wire News on the website. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. You are listening to VK1WIA and the broadcast of news and information. At 10.30am and 8pm each Sunday, it is carried by the VK3BWI network through VK3RMM, Mount Macedon, VK3RML, Mount Dandenong, and VK3RMU on Mount St. Leonard. Check it out. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. International news with thanks to RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, SARC and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with news from South Africa, WPT High on IARU EMC Committee Meeting. The South African Radio League report that IARU Region 1 EMC Committee have met to review the outcome of the recently held Vienna Interim Meeting as well as the interference potential of wireless power charging of electric vehicles. The meeting was attended by Hans van der Gronendal, Zulu Sierra 6 Alpha Kilo Victor and Brian Jacob, Zulu Sierra 6 Yankee Zulu. Information gleaned from the meeting will stand the SARL in good stead when the SABS TC73, which deals with electric Electromagnetic compatibility and interference meets on Wednesday the 29th of May. The SARL has placed WPT as an emerging need on the agenda. The issue about WPT is that there is no agreed interference limits. Some discussions in SEPT suggest that the existing spurious emission limits for inductive SRDs are appropriate. These were developed on a wholly different set of assumptions about duty cycle, location and whether victim and emitter share the same frequency and are not appropriate for WPT-EV. WPT-EV is a high duty cycle located in residential areas and its harmonics are likely to spread across a band of frequencies. South Africa is rejecting any notion that WPT can be likened to a mobile phone or toothbrush charger. To Ireland now, inter-EI activity begins on 40 MHz. In April of 2018, Irish Echo India radio amateurs gained access to much of the low VHF spectrum, including 40 MHz. Some short-distance contacts were established in November of that year. Over the Northern Hemisphere winter months, several Echo India stations have been busy getting ready for the new 8-metre band that has now resulted in even more inter-EI 40 MHz activity. Manned propagation beacons have been heard at distances of over 200 kilometres on this new VHF band. Several Echo India stations are now active on the band and are looking for reception reports. To the United States, student rocket makes it to space. Where does Earth's atmosphere stop and space begin? The Kármán line is what the World Air Sports Federation, FAI, defines as space. That line is 100 kilometres, or about 330,000 feet above sea level. A recent student-built rocket, Traveller 4, claims to be the first entirely student-designed vehicle to pass that line. The students from the University of Southern California launched the rocket from Spaceport America in New Mexico. The new record is over twice as high as the old record set by the same team. The rocket reached nearly 340,000 feet. 
The successful rocket was 13 feet tall and 8 inches in diameter. The 11-minute flight accelerated to a top speed of 4,970 feet per second, which is over Mach 5. The Kármán line, by the way, is not universally accepted. NASA and the US Air Force award outer space to be 50 miles above sea level, and the rocket definitely crossed that line. The first man-made object to reach space, by the way, was the V-2 rocket built by the Nazis during World War II. Dayton has come and gone, and for one attendee, May 17, 2019 is a day he'll never forget. Chris Burke, VK4 Yankee Echo, joined the swelling crowds at Xenia Fairgrounds as VK4YE and emerged as Alpha Golf 5 Uniform Sierra, a USA Extra Class licensee. Writing in the Summerland Amateur Radio Club's newsletter, he said he was guided to volunteers who explained the rules for taking the assessments and handed the first paper, a technician class examination booklet with separate answer sheet. A quick head count gave around 20 examinees scattered around the room. After being seated, he made a quick start on the paper at hand and completed and checked the answers to 35 questions in about 15 minutes. General and extra class exam booklets soon followed. After handing these in for grading, the waiting room where anxious faces awaited the call from one of two volunteers who delivered the good or bad news. After just half an hour, his name was called, a handshake given along with a hearty congratulations on passing all three assessments, a total of 120 questions with just one error. He was also given completed paperwork which specified the exam successfully completed and then informed that the results would be sent to the FCC database that same day. Next morning at 5 o'clock, a cursory check of emails showed one from the FCC. Attached was his licence grant, with next available call sign of Alpha Golf 5 Uniform Sierra. Clearly, the USA assessment procedures and regulator are far more effective in delivering paperless results in near real time than we're used to here in VK. Chris, VK4 Yankee Echo, and Alpha Golf 5 Uniform Sierra said, and the sweetener for all of this was zero cost to me. Before Dayton took up residence at the Zinnia Fairgrounds, it was held at the Hara Arena, also in Ohio. This week, just days after Hamfest, comes word that in the wake of tornadoes that badly damaged Hara Arena, Ohio Aris was activated. Hara Arena in Trotwood, Ohio, which served as the home for Dayton Hamvention for more than six decades, was among the structures damaged when tornadoes swept through the Dayton area on US Memorial Day. According to a report from WHIO-TV, Hara Arena suffered extensive damage and drone video showed that the roof and the side of the structure had been blown off in several places. Hamvention relocated to the Xenia Fairgrounds in 2017 after Hara Arena shut down the previous year. The Hara Arena damage apparently resulted from what CBS News called a large and dangerous tornado that struck Trotwood. Ohio Section Emergency Coordinator Stan Broadway, November 8 Bravo Hotel Lima said Aris counties and district activated that evening after nearly 40 tornado warnings were issued across the state. For WIA National News, in Sydney I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text. Ham radio operational news. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All magistrating contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 
But before some details on contest in DX, some repeater news. The Walsh Radio Group presently has four repeaters connected to the Northlink Network in northern New South Wales. On the 25th of May 2019, the Group commissioned a new 2 meter repeater at the Mount Waluma site, east of Scone, New South Wales, and has also incorporated the new repeater into the Northern Link Network. The new Scone repeater operates on 146.750 MHz with a 91.5Hz CTCSS required for access. The new repeater has been the welcome result of much hard work and efforts by many of the group members. With particular thanks going to Tim VK2TMA and Greg VK2SO. The Northlink repeater network now allows amateurs travelling north along the New England and Guada highways to access the network from the new repeater at Scone in the south with almost continuous coverage through to Armadale and Moree in the northern parts of the state. For a list of QDH and frequency, read the text editions of this show WIA National News. The Northlink network is unusual in that it is a hub and spoke type network. This configuration provides a higher quality of audio transfer between linked repeaters, together with fast repeater switching response. 2019. VK Shire's contest happens Queen's birthday weekend, June 8 to 10. Yes, June 10 is the Queen's birthday here in VK, but not in VK6 or VK4. That weekend is also the VK Shires contest. This in from VK4TI who says, We will accept logs that contain digital modes, however the exchange information is still required, and the mode must be included. Probably easier to send digital files separately. Digital will be a separate standalone category. The preferred mode is FT4, but whatever floats your boat. The objectives of this contest are for amateurs around the world to contact as many VK shots as possible in the contest period. VK amateurs are to work the world including VK, whilst the rest of the world can only work VK. Read the latest on this test, the VK shots in the contest section of wia.org.au. Moving on to July, IARUHF World Championship 13-14 July. RSGB IOTA Contest July 27-28. Trans-Tasman Lobian Contest, July 20. VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18. Six Scottish amateurs are signing LX-GM4UYE from Luxembourg from the 25th of May to the 1st of June on 46m SSB, CWD and FT8. QSL Manager is M0OXO. To mark the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings in 44, special call sign... GB 75 D-Day will be aired during June. The station will be located on HMS Belfast, which is a museum ship moored on the River Thames in London. QSL manager is G0TOC. On June 8th, if you hear the call W3W or Whiskey 3 Whiskey, you may want to get into the spirit and key your mic. The irrelevant spirit here is good old American moonshine and whiskey. And the call sign you'll hear is from the special event station of the Mountain Amateur Radio Club in Maryland. The club will be marking the 225th anniversary of the Whiskey Rebellion, the infamous uprising by farmers in the Appalachian Mountain region who were pushing back against taxation of alcohol imposed by the then new American government. Whiskey operators expect to be on 75, 40 and 20 metres SSB as well as other bands, depending on conditions. Join Cricket World Cup Marathon. The RSGB is hosting an international amateur radio marathon event on the HF bands to celebrate this year's Cricket World Cup. 
which is being held in England and Wales. The marathon, which started on May 30, runs till the 14th of July. Full details are on rsgb.org forward slash cricket. DF13 German Special Event Look for special event stations where prefixes DF13 to be active until June 30th, 2019. This to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the maiden flight of the Junkers F-13, the first all-metal-built airplane, was introduced to civil aviation and is the mother of all commercial aircraft. All QSOs will be automatically confirmed after July 15, 2019, with a QSL card via the Bureau. If you do not need a QSL card, let them know. Send direct QSL via DM2TO. Shipping starts after August 1, 2019. Panama Special Event Look for special event call sign H31A to be active until August 15 to commemorate the 500th anniversary of the foundation of Panama City. Activity will be on most HF bands using SSB in the digital modes, RITI, PSK31 and FT8. QSL manager is HP1AVS. Liberian update. The Italian de-exhibition team will be active from Liberia between September 28th and October 11th using two call signs. A82X for CW and SSB, A82Z for the digital modes. Activity will be on 160 to 10 metres using CW, SSB, RIGI and FT8. Anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany. Look for special event stations DM70GER and DL70BRD. Now active until December 31st, 2019, to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany which was established on May 23, 1949. Operations will be on CW and SSB. Special Call EI-19R reactive for 2019. The Special Call sign EI-19RE will be active for the duration of 2019 to commemorate the establishment of the first Irish Parliament. It first met in January 1919 following a landslide victory for the Irish Nationalists in December 1918. Scouting Gilgore Park is being honoured throughout 2019 with GB100GP. In the world of DX, amateurs in Turkey are using the special call sign TC10GITRAD to mark the 10th anniversary of the radio group GITRAD. They are on the air all year through to the 31st of December. No cards are required. However, if you need a paper QSL card, please mail yours directly to TA7AZC and include a stamped self-addressed envelope and money for postage. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in England. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. And first up, we take a look, literally, at amateur TV. In particular, slow scan TV from the International Space Station. A couple of important dates to add to your calendar are Wednesday and Thursday, June 5 and 6, when the Russian MAI SSTV event is planned from the International Space Station. On June 5, from 1200 to 1600 UTC, and June 6, from 11.30 to 15.30 UTC. Transmissions will be on 145.8 MHz in SSTV mode PD120. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. 
Earth is about to have a close encounter with a meteoroid swarm. In June this year, the gravelly torrid swarm will make its closest post-perihelion approach to our planet since 1975, with growing evidence that the swarm may be hiding large objects, such as the Tunguska impactor that levelled a forest in Siberia in 1908. Astronomers plan to peer inside the swarm using large telescopes to find these hazards, if they exist. Worldwide special interest groups, military. Felix, VK4FUQ, told us a minute or so back of the D-Day station from the River Thames on air in June. Well, even more stations are planned with a special event station chain to mark the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Next Thursday, June 6, marks the 75th anniversary of Operation Overlord during World War II and the D-Day landings in Normandy. Commemorating those who took part, a team from the Torbay Amateur Radio Society in England is organising a chain of five special event stations along the UK's southern coastline. Each will be based in the geographical area of a beach landing force, point of departure, and will use a relevant call sign. TARS will activate a site above Brixham Harbour in Devon, a departure point for many US soldiers who later landed on Utah Beach, and will use the call sign GB75UF. Other clubs activating similar relevant locations will use the following call signs GB75OF, Omaha Beach, GB75GF, Gold Beach, GB75JF, Juno Beach, and GB75SF, Sword Beach. In addition, TARS hopes to have two club stations from the Normandy area of France activating sites on the beaches. Logging is being coordinated centrally, and stations which contact two or more of the stations within the chain will be able to download a suitable certificate to commemorate their achievement. Details on logging, certificates and operating frequencies will be available on the TARS website. Listen out particularly on frequencies ending in 44. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Clive, VK6CSW, pops up now, reminding us that the Radio Amateur Old Timers Club of Australia's June Bulletin goes to air tomorrow. This month, as well as all the latest club news, we have three short talks for you. One on remnant magnetism. Another describes a bad case of ignition noise. And the third is on digital mobile radios. Everyone is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Regular listeners will know the times and frequencies for our morning and evening transmission times, while newcomers can find all the details by looking at the club website at www.raotc.org.au www.raotc.org.au Here you will also find details of club membership and the qualifications needed to become an RAOTC member. If none of the broadcast times suit you, you can download the audio file from our website at any time as from tomorrow morning. As well as this month's file, you can also download the files for the previous five months. If you do listen via the audio file, would you please take a moment to email some feedback back to us? Once again, check the website for your local transmission schedule, tune in tomorrow, or download the file for the June Bulletin, and we look forward to hearing your call sign in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. Now, on to Special Interest Group's software development. 
While there are many sites which offer space weather forecasts, Summerland Amateur Radio Club's weekly newsletter looks at some software simplifying predictions to give a prediction for a particular path and frequency. The path you want is selected on the world map with a simple drag and drop for TX and RX location. That sounds like a very useful tool for the HF enthusiasts among us, so check it out. Special Interest Group's Worldwide Flora and Fauna Parks program has some new references for world flora and fauna to be activated. Adrian Dodd, M0PAI, will be active from the 1st to the 8th of June on the Isle of Lewis, Harris, IOTA reference EU010, Isle of Skye, as MM0PAI Portable. Adrian says he'll be active all week on 80 metres through to 2 metres, including 4 metres, SSB and FT8. New references for world flora and fauna can be activated, and there'll also be WAB references up for grabs, and possibly even some SOTA activations to pique your interest. Hi, hi. Also, if you're in VK7, there is a SOTA and WWFF Parks and Reserves Group meeting at 10.30am on Monday and Friday at Glebe Gardens Cafe at 166 Henry Street, Launceston. If you're venturing into the great outdoors, stay safe and warm now that it's officially winter. Not that those of us in the southern states need any reminding of that. I'm Col, VK3GTV, and I'll catch you again next week with more Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the National News Service. In Adelaide, CBD and surrounds, it could be heard on the VK5 RAD 2 metre repeater, frequency 147 decimal 000 MHz, every Sunday at 9am local time. I'm Brendan, VK5 FBFB. Rewind. I'm John Knox, VK4 FJRK. The 175th anniversary of Morse Code. Newsweek reports that Morse code is 175 years old and still as useful as ever. The first message sent by Morse code's dots and dashes across a long distance travelled from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore on Friday the 24th of May, 1844. That's some 175 years ago. It signalled the first time in human history that complex thoughts could be communicated at long distances almost instantaneously. Until then... People had to have face-to-face conversations, send coded messages through drums, smoke signals and semaphore systems, or read printed words. Thanks to Samuel F.B. Morse, communication changed rapidly and has been changing ever faster since then. He invented the electric telegraph in 1832. It took six more years for him to standardise a code for communicating over telegraph wires. In 1843, the U.S. Congress gave him $30,000. $30,000 in 1843? Imagine the value of that these days. Anyway, uh, he was given that money to string wires between the nation's capital and nearby Baltimore. When the line was completed, he conducted a public demonstration of long-distance communication. There's a thriving community of amateur radio operators who treasure Morse code, too. Among amateur radio operators, Morse code is a cherished tradition tracing back to the earliest days of radio. Read the full story at the link that we like in this week's WIA National News, best read on wia.org.au. I'm John Knox, 
VK4FJRK. On the social scene, VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Day happens June 8 and 9. The club's 44th annual field day will be held at the Warhope Showground Hall next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 8 and 9 of June, during the Queen's Birthday Long Weekend, the Long Weekend being held in VK2. There will be all the usual field day activities, including fox hunting and a homebrew display. Breakfast and lunch will be available from the barbecue both days. Now, the field day dinner will be held at the Port Macquarie Golf Club on the Saturday night. The Warhope Showground permits camping, so it is possible to stay on site in your own motorhome, caravan or tent with power and amenities, but you must book ahead. Details are on the Warhope Showground website. VK5, the same weekend, that's June 8 and 9, it's the South East Radio Group's 2019 Annual Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championships. In VK3, Gips Tech 2019 happens July 13-14. VK4, Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Cardwell Gathering, four days commencing October 4. VK3, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, October 13. And worldwide, it's Jota 2019, happens Friday 18, Saturday 19 and Sunday the 19th of October. And the final one we've been made aware of happens in VK3, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barg Hamvention, October 27. So now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening.